millions of Americans own a personal computer. If you're one of them, you can now glimpse the future with nothing more than a modem, a phone line, and a few dollars a month. With the A and then the ring around it? At? Katie said she thought it was about. Just what is this main artery of the information superhighway? It will replace the yellow pages as we know it today. I'm now waiting for the computer to answer me. Well, it's very hip to be on the internet right now. What, what is internet that, anyway? Things are starting to happen. Things are starting to happen. Blogs are a great way to really reach a large mass of your target audience. Welcome to the Market Like Emma podcast, where your friendly team of geeks at Extra Mile Marketing are helping modern marketers become 2020 ready before it's too late. What does 2020 ready mean? It means thinking two steps ahead of the status quo, defining new best practices in digital marketing, severing ties with the tried and not so true anymore and adapting to rapidly changing customer preferences and expectations. In the office today, we have Jessica Stevenson, our project manager and design perfectionist. Jessica works with clients to achieve their goals through content marketing, and she knows how to reach business decision makers with thought leadership content. Jessica, how are you? I'm good, Jesse. Thanks for asking. Wonderful to hear. We had a great, delicious breakfast at Little John's this morning. We had a delicious oh breakfast. My oh my goodness. I am a pancake lover, and yeah. I was actually <laughs> saying that I had breakfast for dinner, actually, the night before. That oh is how gosh. much I love breakfast, so. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't need to eat lunch today. <laughs> um, great. So today we're in to talk about blogs, um, which you recently wrote a blog on yeah. blogs. Um, specifically about B2B um, blogs and how businesses kind of cultivate followings and how they can best use, um, you know, content marketing best practices for um, their blogs. And when I first thought about this, uh, (laughs) I don't read blogs mainly because there's so many of them Mm -hmm. everywhere, at least Mm -hmm. like for my own personal life. I read a lot of business blogs to do research and and that kind of thing, but it's seems harder and harder to stand out. So when you're like kind of looking for advice mm-hmm. on something, Google searching, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think makes, what do you want to read in a blog? What do you think mm-hmm. makes them stand out? It's a really good question. I was actually doing some research recently because I wanted to get healthier, mm-hmm. um, looking for not necessarily a diet per se, but I've heard a lot of good things about like the keto and the whole 30 mm-hmm. and the Mediterranean diets. Um, so like everyone else, I go out on the internet and I search. So, you know, whether your preferred, you know, form of platform for searches, mine happens to be Google at this moment. Um, so I'll search and, uh, when the search results come up, I obviously want to look on the first page. Um, that's ideally where consumers mm-hmm. are going to look. They're not going to really go beyond the first page. And I quickly scan and I actually see who is serving up the content. So is it a health-related magazine? Is it um, is it a health and nutrition website? Mm-hmm. Is it a um, nutritionist themselves um, who are you know who's posting the blog? So it's really important for me to know the credibility of the author and that it's not just mm-hmm. sort of somebody giving me their <laughs> yeah their thoughts about the whole thirty diet. While I appreciate those thoughts, yeah. I sort of want to hear from the experts first uh-huh. and then decipher from there and decide which mm-hmm. one might be the best one for me, and then maybe do some further research. Mm-hmm. So. 
So I want something that's easy to read. I don't want something that's just long form mm -hmm. of just a paragraph out of paragraph. Yeah. yeah. I want pictures. Really I want bullet points. I want, you know, give me the skinny on it. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why I'm coming to you. It's because I don't have time to pick up a 300 page <laughs> book all about yeah. the keto diet. Yeah. I really need somebody to provide the cliff yeah. notes in a very educational, fun and engaging way. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love blogs because they actually provide just exactly that. Do you want to know a fun fact? Fun fact. Give fun fact. <laughs> okay. So um, when somebody enters a website, mm -hmm. you have the attention span of a goldfish. Do you yeah. know how long that is? What, like 10 seconds? Eight seconds. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. So think about a goldfish. How mm -hmm. long? Um, and if you can grab your reader's attention <laughs> in as simple seconds, as eight yeah. seconds, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, they're done. So if they don't see some of these fun mm -hmm. design elements, um, they're gone. They're, yeah. they're just, they're choosing somebody else. Yeah. And that's a great, um, you, you mentioned just like the lead into the blog is a whole section in your blog about gathering that reader's attention. So it's not just the design, but it's also your title. It's hugely mm -hmm. important, not mm -hmm. just for search, but just to get them like, okay, I'll keep reading. That's interesting. Yep. But then just that first paragraph, if you go dive right into mm -hmm. the keto diet is scientifically <laughs> proven for these reasons, yeah. um, that's kind of like jarring. But if you lead with some kind of like personal story or just something um, exciting or some mysterious like yes. sentence like that gets them reading that's also really important. So. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because honestly what makes me come back to a blog or a particular author is, is it relatable? Mm -hmm. Can I relate to what they're actually saying? Do I find the information helpful? Most of the time if I get that in the first paragraph, I'm golden and I'm set and I'm willing to read more of the blog or I'm willing to come back. If I really can't relate to it, mm -hmm. It's not really yeah. doing much for me at that point. Yeah, totally makes sense. And yeah. that's all about, you know, once we start talking about B2B blogs, like it's all about knowing your audience and like yes. where they are in the course of their day when they're reading this, yeah. you know, down to those nitty gritties, but also just like who are they, what's their background, and what's really going to speak to them. Yep, absolutely. Um, so let's pivot right now to those B2B blogs. Yeah. Um, I read a lot of them for research, and I definitely note the differences, differences between good and bad ones. Um, but from a larger perspective, what do you think B2B blog writers can learn from kind of what we're talking about, what, makes, what works for consumer blogs about, you know, whether it's fashion trends or diets or whatever? Yeah, so the first thing that comes to mind is actually thought leadership and experience. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I'm searching for everything I need to know about the Mediterranean diet mm -hmm. is that I've heard about it, I've heard good things about it, but I don't have the expertise in it. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for somebody to share mm -hmm. their thoughts about it. And same within like, let's say cloud marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Or just cloud in general. There's um, so many different forms of cloud technology that's out there. We know the pros and the cons, mm -hmm. but all of us may not be, know the depth mm -hmm. um, and the details and the technical details about it. So we really look to others who have been living and breathing in a particular segment of mm -hmm. cloud technology to learn more. So that's where B2B companies really have an opportunity to discuss you know, some of those finer details in an engaging way. And whether that's telling it through a story, maybe about a recent um, company that they might have worked with yeah. and showcase, you know, what the company was like prior to their solution and what it 
does for them today. Mm -hmm. That's a great way um, of sort of, you know, telling the story of how they were able to help the customer in a B2B way um, that's fun, that's engaging. You can add those pictures that we were talking about, but it also shows the leadership. It shows your knowledge um, Mm -hmm. behind the product or solution. Um, And again, in a non sort of techie way you got to find that yeah. that right balance between not too technical jargony yeah. right but keep it at that consumer level where they're not talking about the micrograms and yeah. and um how the sugar content within your food is going to react to yeah. you know with these particular molecules they're not going that in depth they're talking about how in general you know eating less refined sugar yeah you know, will help you benefit your overall well-being in this many ways. And that goes back to, you know, knowing your audience because some of these business decision makers, the people that are actually purchasing, um, you know, Office 365 or um, containerization uh, solution, Mm -hmm. the people who are buying it aren't necessarily the engineers that are going to be working Mm -hmm. with it. So they Mm -hmm. may not know that technical level. So Mm -hmm. blogs aren't white papers. So when we yes. think of thought leadership, yes. you know, some people might get confused saying like, oh, well, we've got to show off that we have engineers, but mm-hmm. it's more about um, speaking to that audience mm-hmm. and uh, translating that technical jargon into something they can understand. And things like narrative elements really help with that, I've found. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, speaking of target, you know, audience as well, um, we, one of the projects that we actually did here at Extra Mile is we created a blog series um, with different audiences in mind. So we actually wrote blogs for the CFO to explain, mm-hmm. you know, the, the typical solution, you know, to, um, to this cloud technology, but from a CFO's mindset and what they would be interested in knowing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we wrote it from a technical user mm-hmm. perspective where we were able to get into the nitty gritty and the, mm-hmm. and the, you know, and the fine, Um, inner workings behind the solution um, that would address their particular concerns or Mm -hmm. what they're looking for. Same as like a director level or CFO level or C level, we wrote the blogs with them in mind. So there is a way to write with the target audience in mind and you can do a series of blogs addressed to your different target audience too. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to try to hit everyone Mm -hmm. in one blog as well too. You can break it up into a series of blogs and address them accordingly. This is for CFOs. You don't be afraid of that. What do you think is the one thing that B2B blog writers get wrong most often? Oh, gosh. It's a great question. Um, I honestly think the mindset of sell, sell, sell is still Mm -hmm. there. I really think um, it's all about sort of the what what can um, we do for you? kind of mentality and the sell, sell, sell. Yeah. So it's the, you know, here at Extra Mile, we talk about that, um, you know, you're sort of taking the inside out approach. So mm-hmm. you're thinking about your consumers in mind and what do they want? Mm-hmm. And you're talking about relatable things to them versus let me go through my laundry list of things that I can do yeah. for you that showcase, you know, uh, all the different things you know, fine points of what you have to offer. Um, Mm -hmm. It really is taking that different approach 
um, in thinking about the benefits of the customer um, yeah. with them in mind first and less salesy, yeah. and more conversational in tone. I feel like a lot of the blogs still, and I honestly have a challenge with this myself, is that I tend to be more form letter when I write. I'm just more formal um, in that way. And I have to remind myself if I'm writing things such as blogs, they want they need to be relatable. So yeah. they have to have that conversational tone is so important. And when you approach it from a sell, 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 you're basically you're an info commercial that really yeah. people aren't gonna take you very seriously or they're yeah. they've moved on to the next. And just think about the customer journey. The blog is usually at the very beginning of a customer's Absolutely. journey. Absolutely. Um, if you wanna get into, you know, your specific products, that's more appropriate for maybe an ebook farther along the line. But like mm-hmm. you said, we're looking for blogs and search. So that's like the first thing. And then they're not searching what can um, company ABC <laughs> do for my company. They're searching, I've heard about this you know, technology and I think it might be helpful. I want to learn more about the technology yes. before I know who to buy it from. But if they go to you know, uh, company ABC's website and they learn all this information about it, now that's added value to your brand yes. and you've added value to them because now they know what they're talking about, but they're also... In your website now. Now they're in their right. um, ecosystem. Right. They connect this information with your brand and your brand colors. Mm-hmm. And then um, maybe there's an action they take after the blog. So um, Yeah. And think, that's, yeah. That, that is, I mean, that's a great point because it is, it is a huge miss where it it should be thought of as the one of the first steps within the customer journey. Um, and so they're searching and they're sort of in that educate phase Mm -hmm. of of the customer journey and then they you want them to move to the validate right Mm -hmm. you want to move them to the next step which is validate so validating um your credentials who are you where do you come from what does your company look like and so providing links within your website to those credible um resources that can help validate what you're saying so whether that be a video you're Mm -hmm. linking to a video that talks in more detail about about it, an ebook, your website, um, it should definitely lead them um, down the next step of the customer journey. You want to know another fun fact? Fun fact. I love fun facts. Yes. I live in fun fact world. Okay. So fun fact world, what's the percentage do you think B2B marketers need, um, how many touch points do you think they need content wise before they're ready to make a decision? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know, like two. So the average is three to five. So they need three to five pieces of content that they're touching. So that could even be a sales pitch deck. It could be Uh an ebook. And 47% of B2B people move to the purchase stage after after having three to five touch points. So blogs, all of this content is really, really important in the customer journey and moving them to that, you know, to the buy. And if you can get them, keep them on your website and have all three to five of those touch points be from you. Absolutely. Even better. Do you have any other like less little uh, tidbits on what you think uh, people should know about B2B blog writing? Um, yeah, you know, one of the things that I always say for B2B, have have fun with it, be genuine, mm-hmm. you know, um, be who you are, you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't try to write, if you're not technical, don't try to write technical, mm-hmm. it won't come across as genuine. Mm-hmm. 
um, keeping that in mind. And then also make sure that you're providing resources so that it doesn't just look like your opinion as well. Yeah. That you're citing, right. you know, different other articles yeah. that may share your same opinion um, that yeah, are from other industries. People want to know that they're not being given, you know, fake information except fake you news know, no one likes fake news <laughs> alternative facts yeah so but yeah it blogs are a great way to really reach a large mass of your target mm -hmm. audience too um and i think people often forget that too yeah. thanks jessica yeah you bet jesse you can find our exclusive ebook for modern b2b marketers at extramilemarketing.com 2020 ready Stay tuned for the next episode of Market Like Emma, where we'll talk to our fearless leaders, Lori Stutzman, about how marketers can best support sales teams in 2020. Until then, I'm Jesse Webb, and this has been Market Like Emma.